Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today I'm joined by Sam O. Sam is the VP of Marketing at Ahrefs, an SEO company. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thanks for having me. I, it's great to have you on. I mean, you've had a, a really interesting career. You seem to have done, you know, everything, including founding companies, and yet actually you didn't start from a business background. Can you tell us how you got uh, to Ahrefs, how your career developed? Yeah, so I guess it's a rather long story. So I started in e-commerce in 2009, and I basically thought to myself, I'm young, and if I'm going to fail, then this is a great time to do it when I still have my parents to help out, and if anything were to go wrong, then you know everything's all right. I did decently, and, and a lot of that was through learning SEO, and uh, the company was acquired in 2012, and I kind of just rinsed and repeated for several years. Uh, I started an agency, and eventually... 2018, I tried to acquire Ahrefs as a customer, and it was a lead gen experiment that I was working through, and instead, they got me as an employee, and since then, I've left my agency side work, and now am full-time at Ahrefs, and have been for now four and a half years. Wow, so you were going to be a customer, and liked it so much, you decided to join the company, is that the story? Yeah, they just treated me really well, and I think just the season in life that I was in, it was time to let go of the you know sixteen to eighteen hour days. Putting out fires needed to come to a stop, uh, and I was just uh, I was ready to just settle with where I was, and yeah, very happy with, with being at Ahrefs. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, I mean, the first thing to say is I introduced Ahrefs as an SEO tool. There's lots of SEO tools out there, so. Can you just you know explain a little bit about what Ahrefs does and how it's different to some of the other products? Yeah, so we provide a suite of SEO tools. So that includes everything from tools for keyword research, for content, for landing pages, whatever it may be, uh, competitive analysis. So if you want to look at your competitors' backlinks, uh, their organic traffic, the keywords that they're ranking for, uh, to do website audits, you can basically just click a few buttons and then we'll check for over 100 plus SEO issues on your site and kind of tell you how to fix them, where to fix them. Uh, in terms of differentiation, I, for me personally, I was an Ahrefs customer for around maybe three years before I joined their company. And that's why I was excited to actually try to get them as a client, which again, didn't work out. But I, what I found, especially working here and understanding the intricacies of the tool is our commitment to reliable data. And a lot of this is because of the founder and CEO, Dimitri. He's the technical brains you know, behind everything. And basically our crawler is the second most active only next to Google. And what that does for the quality of the data is uh, because links on the internet are always die, they're redirected, they're revived, whatever, we're able to report on fresh data. Uh, and so all the data that you see in Ahrefs, including keyword data. We have the largest US database of keywords and we're constantly expanding. And so, yeah, I think just the commitment to reliable data uh, is huge, which makes our tools, I think, quite different from from other ones that are out there. We're also very transparent about this stuff as well. And also you've been around for a very long time, haven't you? I mean, you've had this track record of building up the crawler and making it you know, the biggest um, other than Google. So. I think a lot of the, the history behind Ahrefs and experience is really important too. Absolutely, yeah. So 
one thing I think, you know, a lot of people listening to this might not be SEO experts. I think, you know, what would be great is to ha have a kind of idea as to how people might approach putting together, a, you know, some sort of campaign to improve the search engine optimization of their site. You know, what would be the steps using a tool like uh, Ahrefs? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit of a loaded question because depending on what it is you want to do, that can vary quite a bit and also depending on the site that you're working on. But we'll do, I guess a kind of a basic example would be creating blog content and ranking that. So you might start off with uh, Keywords Explorer, which is our keyword research tool, and you can just enter in some keywords that are related to your niche. Um, and then you go to a keyword ideas report and you'll see millions and millions of keywords, uh, which you obviously don't want to filter through because who has the time to go through a million keywords? Um, so you can use some of the filters. So, you know, assuming you want to rank for some of the lower difficulty ones, then you can set a keyword difficulty filter and you can find the low competition ones that you can actually start going after and getting results much faster than trying to compete for, you know, some of the fathead terms. So, yeah, that might, for for example, like if you're in the insurance business, you wouldn't want to try and rank for insurance because you probably won't be able to compete unless you're, you know, the cream of the crop and have the biggest budgets basically but you can find lower competition topics that you'll actually have a fighting chance at ranking for to get organic traffic and then if you need to build backlinks you can basically click through to different things within the tool and that'll send you over to site explorer you can see who your competitors are getting backlinks from and you can use that as intelligence to try and get backlinks for yourself i mean that, that's really neat really simple to you know two areas to look at to start your campaign it's interesting you talk about keyword difficulty. I mean, is it more difficult to do SEO today? Is there more competition? Yeah, that's that's, that's a little bit tricky. And I, I think this is like, I'll try not to go all meta here, but uh, I think because there are more competitors and because more people understand the value of SEO, that it is more difficult because there's just more people doing it. And naturally, there's going to be more competition. But at the same time, I feel like the way that things are moving in terms of attention span we've all heard stats like you know the average time on site is decreasing by whatever percent or humans right. have a shorter attention span than a goldfish but that leaks into our marketing too i think and i think a lot of people are always looking for quick ways to kind of make something happen and so they're cutting corners and so i think that opens up opportunities for people who are willing to create better content who are actually willing to put in the grunt work of of building links to that page because as that happens other people are not doing it because everyone else is looking for a shortcut to get there and so yeah in some ways it's not as hard um, if you can just stay focused and keep your head down but at the same time because of the number of competitors it is naturally a more competitive landscape than it once was and it's, it's interesting you talk about that because you know one of the things I'm interested in is how much expertise do you need? I mean, you said, you know, it's all about getting some links and, and creating great content. I, I mean, is it as simple as that? Or do you need to be an SEO expert? You really don't. So I created a, an SEO course for beginners in our academy. Now it's been a year and a half. And I get messages from people who say, like, I never knew how to do SEO. Now I know how to do it. And now I'm making multi six figure income from doing this like affiliate SEO through their company. Uh, and they're just grateful. And like, of course, I don't know whether this is true. I don't know why someone would, would lie about that. Uh, but, you know, these people are coming from nothing and they're just taking the fundamentals of SEO is all you really need to do is stick with the basics, keep your head down and get better at the basics. And as you do that, 
you're going to get traffic and if you're going with a business approach in mind then you're going to generate revenue and yeah people who have never done this kind of stuff who were making you know 20 40 50 60k are now making two three hundred thousand dollars through their own stuff and so yeah a lot of potential there you don't have to be an expert and i think pretty much anyone can do it now it's just mostly a lot of trial and error but uh, yeah i i really hope that people will will actually give it a shot because it's not as difficult at least at a basic level uh, to get into and presumably that applies to people who previously wouldn't have thought that much about seo so for example if you're involved in media relations creating press releases i mean is it the case you should be thinking about seo in your press release as well as your website content well i i'm not uh, i wouldn't claim to be an expert at all when it comes to press releases. I guess it really depends on the purpose of that press release. I don't think you need to really focus on ranking it well because what are you trying to rank it for? Um, Usually it's press releases are more announcements, I think, uh, of what's happening in the company. And so if you're a publicly traded company, people are going to see that press release because as you go to Yahoo Finance or whatever, Bloomberg or whatever, it's all going to be listed under your stock ticker. Not so much for SEO, I don't think, in, in, in in the sense of ranking those those press releases so the message there is really focus on the content you want to rank and spend the time optimizing that yeah so basically ones that are ideally going to be somewhat evergreen and that are going to drive business value like for your company because at the end of the day like traffic without any kind of result like without any kind of business value is just kind of pointless if anything it's a waste of money because now you're wasting bandwidth (laughs) that makes sense I'm interested. You mentioned um, about, you know, checking for SEO issues. I mean, is that one of those features where you can actually get very quick wins on a website is where you've got issues that need correcting? Yeah, so that really depends on what the issue is. But yes, there. So we have a free tool called uh, HRS Webmaster Tools, which includes Site Audit. And you basically just verify your website just like you would with Google Search Console. And then you can run free audits on your website. And so depending on what you find there, it could potentially be a very, very quick and big win. So if you have, if you're no indexing some of your important pages and you're wondering why it's not ranking, we'll find that out and you can actually index the page uh, or request for it to be indexed technically. Um, And so yeah, it really depends on on what the issue is. Like if you're going to be fixing some redirects, depending on what those redirects are, that could potentially be a big win or it could be a nothing burger so it really depends on on your specific business issues but regardless i think that people should be auditing their websites regularly so that they can find what these issues are because nobody knows what these issues are until you find them and nobody can say how valuable or how important they are until you find them that makes sense i mean again going back to this desire to want to see quick results from something that's inherently you know going to take quite a long time I mean, are there big mistakes people are making, maybe in terms of the shortcutting you talked about, that um, mean that they're they're actually undermining their SEO rather than improving it? Shortcuts often mean that people are looking for hacks. And often when you look for hacks, you're getting into a lot of technical details that do not matter. So we're looking for these advanced hacks and we see these tutorials and we're like, oh, this is the same stuff that I've already seen before. Well, the reason why you're seeing it again is because it works oftentimes right and 
people are just discounting it, saying it's not important because it's not advanced enough for me. I, I literally see comments in our YouTube channel sometimes that say, this is not advanced enough. But in my head, I'm just thinking, just stick with the fundamentals and you will get very far and you won't even be watching these tutorials anymore. And that's fine with me because, yeah, that's a good thing. It means that people are actually getting things done. So in terms of mistakes, I think overcomplicating uh, is a huge one and also trying to cut corners, um, looking for some kind of advanced hack, which ends up just being a waste of time. And then, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I'm interested about, you know, measuring the value of SEO, because obviously people tend to talk about growth in traffic, but that's kind of unrelated to, to business. I mean, is there a way to measure ROI or does that vary from, you know, perhaps one industry category to another? Yeah, so th there are so many ways and, and you might not like my answer, but it, I don't think that you really need to measure strictly the ROI of SEO because I don't know if it's possible to do properly. Like there's so many different attribution models like last click, position based, first click, whatever. There's just so many different attribution models. Um, and so what we do is we actually don't do things like goal tracking through Google Analytics. We don't even have Google Analytics installed on our site. Uh, but we look at our annual recurring revenue and if it's going up and to the right, that's a good thing. So is our organic traffic. Probably works together. And I've just never seen an attribution model where like, I won't have a million questions to doubt the accuracy of it. Like, how do we know why these people are converting? Are they converting from this page? Have they, how many interactions have they had with the brand? We can't measure that because it's not always through things that we control. If it comes from bad data, it's going to lead to bad decisions. And if it works, does that mean that it's actually factual? Not necessarily. We just don't know. And so when it comes to measuring the ROI of SEO, a lot of it is just commonsensical. So if we're creating content that has clear business value, so for Ahrefs, we have a keyword research tool. If we have content on a keyword research tutorial, of course we're gonna show people how to do it with our keyword research tool. If we're getting a ton of organic traffic to that page, naturally people are going to click and explore our keyword research tool. It's impossible to get a significant amount of organic traffic where our product is really the star of the show and to not get business value from that. So for us, we just keep creating content like that, but that has business value and we get traffic to it and our annual recurring revenue goes up. SEO is, is profitable for us in that case. I, I think that's a, a great way of looking at it. I mean, one thing I guess might be worth ex exploring just a little bit is this idea of an attribution model. Can you just explain what you mean by that and, and why it is sometimes so limited? Yeah, so we can't track a full customer journey. I don't think we can, at least. I've never seen a tool that can do it properly because now, like people, we interact with so many different channels. So you might, let's say, for example, you want to even buying a garden hose. So you might buy a hose that's, you know, 30 to $50 or whatever it is. But how do you actually buy that hose? Well, you might ask your neighbor for a recommendation, but then you go and you don't trust your neighbor fully, so you go and you search a YouTube video, and then you search for best garden hoses in Google, and then you click through from that person's page. And as the retailer, you see that you got referral traffic from abc.com, and that person converted. So does that mean that abc.com is responsible for that conversion? Probably not, maybe a little bit, 
we we don't really know what's happening at the end of the day. Is that there's so many different variables, and now we're bombarded with information from social media, from search, from ads all around us, from podcasts, from everywhere. Information is everywhere, and we hear these things. And now I'm talking about a garden hose, and somebody realizes, oh yeah, well, I need to go buy a garden hose now. Am I responsible for that conversion? <laughs> like we don't really know how this works, and like how th- there's so many different touch points. Like for B2B, I think there's like hundreds of touch points before you actually become a customer of a company. And so if we can't accurately attribute it, then again, bad data leads to bad decisions. And so if our garden hose company says, oh yeah, it's because somebody spoke about garden hoses, a person on a B2B podcast spoke about garden hoses. Yeah, then we should go and find more B2B people who will speak on podcasts about garden hoses. That's a bad decision, right? And so if we can't properly attribute the sale to the source it's because there isn't one source and so yeah that's why I don't think that attribution models they usually don't make sense but especially at the enterprise level they almost force it for reporting but at least for us we're we're still a pretty small company and, and our CEO and founder uh, our CMO uh, all very much in agreement that these just don't make sense so don't try to force something that way instead we'll keep it commonsensical and look at our revenue up into the right, organic traffic up into the right. Things are working. Let's keep going. And in not just that, but word of mouth, people will often say great things about our content. And a lot of these people are our customers. So I think it shows that it, it resonates with them and that it contributes to our bottom line. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, you, you've explained how hard it is to work out what actually works and drives sales, although you did allude to the fact that you know, you've seen pretty confident things like your blog, but w- what do you find the best channels or the best tactics to promote um, the tool well? Yeah, so I think, so for us, because we're in SaaS, naturally people want to see how the software works and not so much a software demo, but they want to see how it solves their problems. So for us, our two main channels are the blog and our YouTube channel. We're obviously involved with social media and newsletters and sponsorships and et cetera, et cetera. But I would say that these two are the biggest for us. And it's kind of what our brand has become well known for. And literally, like we keep it so fundamental. We just think, does this topic have business value? Does this topic have traffic potential? Yes, yes. All right, let's do it. And so because we just trust that if we're creating content that's going to naturally and very organically showcase our product, and it's going to show people that by doing it this way, it actually solves a problem that you're looking for, then people are going to purchase. And it doesn't mean that they'll purchase right then and there. They might purchase tomorrow, a month from now, five years from now, whatever it might be, we're planting seeds and we're just constantly planting those seeds as they search for solutions to their problem. The more, I guess, aware they become that our tool can solve many of their problems, then it becomes worth the investment for people to try and to eventually, I guess, become long-term advocates of our tool as well yeah that makes sense to me i like that i'm interested about you as a marketer so from your point of view you know you've obviously done a lot of marketing in your career as well as um, building businesses but what do you love about the marketing element what's the things you really enjoy i really actually enjoy the operations aspect so i like creating systems sops uh, and basically finding ways to optimize that specifically in marketing, so not so much in the other areas. Um, 
But I also love just promoting a great product, and it kind of sounds cheesy, but like there are so many bad products out there right now that I would not want to be responsible for marketing it because I feel like I'm just lying. Um, and so I think that has been a huge thing. Like our CMO uh, once said something like, your product is your marketing. And I didn't quite understand what he meant when he first said that. But over time, it's just become so apparent because like the, the reason why I was happy to join Ahrefs, the company as an employee, after being self-employed my entire adult life, uh, is because I just love the product. And all I was doing was just sharing what I was doing with the product before. And it just naturally was good marketing because people were like, oh, like, I didn't know you could do that. And so they have to try it themselves. And then they go and share it. Some people, like, they'll say, oh, I learned this from Sam. Other people will just share it as their own. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter because the company is now benefiting from these things being shared because we're just talking about how we use the tool. And I, I just love that, like, we can market a great product just naturally. It's like I would talk to a friend about it, but now we're doing it at scale and reaching millions and millions of people doing that. That's, that's really interesting. I think that, that's actually, you know, interesting marketing advice, you know, the, the product is your marketing. I think that that's a, a great way to look at things. Are there any other tips or, or things people have said to you during your marketing career that, you know, you've really taken as being good advice and you've used to drive your career forward? The best, it's not so much advice, but it was a question that somebody asked me. And that question was, who cares? So when you think about it and you, like as we write blog content, and as we're going through the edits, our editing process, our feedback process is, is super, super brutally honest. And it's also strict. And oftentimes we look through it. And the question that we'll often ask is, who cares? So if you say a statement and I look at that and I say, who cares? Then the author now needs to ask, who cares? And if nobody cares, then it's time to cut that. And I think it cuts out a lot of the fluff in the marketing that we're very much used to. And now people are kind of intolerant of this fluff. And so I think oftentimes when we ask who cares, it also makes us think about who are our customers. And so, yeah, I, I find that that is a question that I just keep asking myself whenever I'm doing anything related to marketing is who cares. I love that. It's really powerful, Sam. I mean, I think the only thing is I can imagine some people in your team submitting work and getting that question and, and finding it a tough one to answer sometimes. It is. And I think we're all, the important thing is that within our, within our organization, we all know that like the criticism that we give is constructive. It's, we're not there to hurt anyone or to challenge anyone's ego or anything like that. And like, we're not just going to say to anyone who cares, like in, in such a way that would offend most people. But like for me, like I review Josh's content, he reviews mine and oftentimes we'll say, who cares? And like we look at that and we're like, good point. <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? Uh, and I think just taking that as constructive feedback as opposed to an attack, that needs to be established within the company as well before you can start doing things like that. That's great advice. I mean, where you've created content, you've looked at it and gone, yeah, actually, people really care about this. Are there any campaigns that you've driven from that that you're particularly proud of or have been particularly effective? I, I did a case study. Uh, it was a three-part case study where we created a statistics page, so SEO statistics. Uh, we wrote the content, we 
built backlinks to it and we ranked it for a very competitive term in around two weeks. And so we did a case study on that and I, I loved it because it was a very different way of, of creating content. It was very data driven and we knew exactly who we were going to get links from before the campaign even started. And we just showcased literally everything. And it was so cool because it was almost like I was in my agency days where we're not allowed to share those secrets with people because then competitors can take it. But now that I'm on the tool side, I literally get to give an over-the-shoulder view of like, oh, this is what we're doing. And it's just like we're having these aha moments kind of as we're going. And yeah, it worked out really well for us. And so I I don't know if we're still in pole position, but yeah, we're in, in position one or two probably for SEO statistics. And it was, yeah, the everything is laid out there and I, I just loved it because and it's also organic marketing because I'm just showing people what I did in Ahrefs because that's what I did well, that's, that's awesome that you know you put this together you, you plan the campaign and then it actually achieved the results so yeah. you love that as a story one of the things we, we like to ask people I and mean, particularly people like you have had a you know a lot of experience in marketing um, if you knew a young person who was thinking about marketing as a career what advice would you give them oh that's a good question I think the most important thing are results. And I think people often think of degrees. And I'm not saying that education is not important. That's not what I'm saying at all. But people who actually go out and and get results is what's going to get you hired uh, if a job is your goal. It's what's going to help you get better at marketing is even just having a personal site saying, I want to rank for this. Well, how do I do that? And then figuring it out, trying, failing, trying, failing. And then that's actually going to uh, make somebody much more attractive from an employer standpoint. And also, yeah, like you're just going to get so much out of that. Just out of three months of just like getting obsessed with ranking or whatever it is that you're going to do in marketing, I think is, is, um, is probably the best thing you can do for your career. Amazing advice. I think that's really quite inspiring as well, you know, that that anyone can go out and try and learn SEO by, by actually doing it and, yeah. and then become successful. So I, I love that. It feels really inspirational. So I'm obviously mindful of time and, um, you know, really appreciate the time you spent with us. Is there anything else you feel we should have covered or anything you, you feel listeners would like to know? No, I feel like we covered quite a lot in a pretty short period of time. Well, that's amazing. So... If anyone listening to this would, would like to find out more about Ahrefs or maybe ask you about um, something that, that you've mentioned on the podcast, I mean, what's the best way to firstly find out about the product and then also maybe get hold of yourself? Uh, yeah, so you can learn about our product on our blog, ahrefs.com slash blog. You can go to YouTube and just search for Ahrefs, so A-H-R-E-F-S. Uh, if you have any specific questions for me, then you can tweet me. Uh, my DMs are open as well. Uh, it's Sam S-G-O-H. That's amazing. That's very kind to, to offer people to have the chance to DM you as well. So um, I know you're probably incredibly busy. I really appreciate that. Sam, I've really appreciated this. This has been you know, fascinating and insight into um, SEO and, and particularly into the uh, Ahrefs tool. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favourite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.